The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk. We have a wonderful guest uh, on the show. Uh, what does future hold? For space and travel and what impact would it have on life on earth uh, this is uh, what's discussed on chris hadfield's new show on earth and space uh, i am joined by the former commander of the international space station it's wonderful to have you on the show chris my pleasure it's lovely to be talking to you today uh first of all you have sort of a legend status in ireland because you you, you sort of focused on ireland a bit from space i i think that they'll love you forever for that ireland is beautiful from space, Des. I, I've, I've been lucky enough to travel a reasonable amount uh, in Ireland itself. Uh, and uh, my daughter lives there in Dublin uh, as a professor at Trinity. But uh, to see it from above, to to come across the Atlantic and, and catch first sight of land, and, and it it you know it's visibly green. A lot of the world is brown or blue from space, but to to see such a visibly beautiful green place from orbit and tie that to my memories of being at the surface um, is a wonderful part of my life. And, and I look forward to every every chance I've had to come and visit. I mean, that, that gives the Emerald Isle true, that that's iconic status, that uh, the green <laughs> goes uh, goes that far. Um, I not that, not that we had you on to talk about current events, but literally since I came into the office today, uh, SpaceX ha- ha- had a rocket launch. Did, we, we, I, I, from what I'm reading, it seems to have been a sort of a routine uh, explosion. How did you feel about uh, how that test went today? Des, before I became an astronaut, I was a, a combat fighter pilot, and then I was a test pilot. And when you're testing something for the very first time, the whole purpose is to see if you guessed right, You know, if your assumptions were right, if your simulators were right. And today was the day that SpaceX had to find out what they had right and what they had wrong. And uh, they had tremendous success. I mean, this is twice as powerful as any rocket in history, an enormous thing. And and it, um, it not only all the engines, 33 engines lit, b- burning uh, methane and oxygen, but it got clear of the launch tower and it got up through the, the thickest part of the atmosphere. It got faster than the speed of sound. And it got all the way up to where, almost to where they were going to separate the second stage of the vehicle before they were having engine troubles and it, and it came apart. And nobody was hurt. They learned a, a tremendous amount. And uh, I know Elon's been on saying they're going to try again in a few months. But the beauty of today's test was they learned so much that it greatly improves the odds of success on just their second all-up try. So, so yeah, it might look to someone who doesn't know what they're looking at like it was a failure, but it's completely the opposite. Today was a tremendous first-stage success. You need to remember, when, when the Wright brothers first flew in 1903, they crashed all the time. In fact, uh, Orville... Um, right, had a crash where he was almost killed when they were trying to make that earliest airplane work. It's normal. It's part of test flying and uh, and kudos to uh, to SpaceX today. This opens a little bit, but it opens a whole brand new door of, of inexpensive heavy lift beyond Earth. And by the way, you described me perfectly, somebody who hasn't a clue what he what he's looking at. But I did read very quickly, and uh, I also read that Elon Musk is, is quite willing to take greater risks in terms of uh, you know the investment in uh, experiments because obviously nobody was was on board. I think when it initially exploded, you're, you know, some people were like, "Oh my god!" But of course, it, it it was expected. So, what what is the future for for space travel? Yeah, it's what I'm going to be talking about when I'm in Dublin in um, in June. Uh, 
you know, we've come such a tremendous way in less than one human lifetime. When, when I was born, no one had flown in space ever. It's still so brand new in our capability. And we're trying to figure out, you know, what do new inventions like Starship or whatever, how do we integrate those into what serves people best? How do we, for example, use the resources of the moon to help uh, provide for humanity? And 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 where is this all taking us? And what are what are the regulations that we need? But also, what is the amazing adventure like? You know, I've I've left Earth three times. That rocket that blew up today. I've flown three rocket ships, and the the place that it takes you, and the opportunity that it gives us, and and we don't even think about it anymore. But with with GPS for navigation or or just being able to communicate like you and I are today here, Des, or or forecasting the weather or understanding the health of the world. All of that comes from our capability to uh, to get to space. And so we're we're just sort of babies learning to take our first steps. And it's amazing what we've done already. But what I'm really going to be talking about in June is where is this all taking us and and what does that do for us? How does it feed back? is a beneficial and sustainable part of being a human being here on the surface of the earth. But I mean, it is good to look back sometimes because I think sometimes people can sort of not understand the benefits that we've got for the whatever, four, uh, four six decades now of, of- Six decades. Six decades of, of space travel. Because uh, sometimes I feel like, why do we still bother? Uh, so are you are you hopeful that the we will continue to see uh, advantages for society through space exploration? Well, it's it's uh, accelerating the amount of benefits that we see. The the I mean, I'm talking to you using internet from space right now. Our, our images and our voices are being relayed through satellites so that you and I can effortlessly talk to each other. And you say, why do we bother anymore? It's just you know, it's a comical thing to say. It's like, why do we bother with electricity anymore? Why do we bother with cars anymore? Why do you know? Uh, those are the technological underpinnings that allow the quality of life and society that we all sort of take for granted. And being able to move into the third dimension, being able to take advantage not only of Earth orbit, but also the unlimited resources that lie beyond Earth orbit, that's the entire future of, of sustainable, healthy survival of our species. And so, I mean, we've got to take care of the problems of the day to day, absolutely. But we also have to spend a little bit of what we're doing on the future and the opportunities that are coming and and how those then feed back to us. Exploration, development, testing, proving, and then making that part of society. That's how we got to where we are. And it's never been going faster or or, or with more portent than it is right now. Do, do you think that uh, you'll be alive uh, at a time where we can make it to Mars? Well, we've already, uh, of course, sent dozens and dozens. We're driving around Mars right now with a with a thing the size of a car that's that's drilling to look for fossils on Mars. Because, of course, one of the big questions is: Are there aliens? Are we alone in the universe or not? Well, that's and, where the money is, Chris. That's 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 what everybody really wants to know. I, I mean, I'm I'm an author as well, and you know, my new book is over my shoulder and uh, coming out in October, and you know, so I write fiction as well as nonfiction. And but it's it's in imagination and inspiration that people make different choices in their life and think about other things that they might be doing. And I was so inspired as a kid 
to to think about what might lie out there and what opportunities there might be and how could I be part of that and the reason that I you know got went to four different universities and became a, a professional pilot and tested all those airplanes and and contributed to society it's because of the inspiration of what might possibly be and so that's another big reason I'm coming to board gashes to is to talk not just to the you know to the elders in the group but to the young people also and you know I grew up in a country where it was impossible to fly in space we didn't have NASA rockets astronauts none of that but things change and to to enable my imagination to do the things that I've done, it's really important, I think, to provide that for younger people now. And that, that'll be a large part of what I'm talking about in June also. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us, Chris. The show sounds amazing. It's called Unearth and Space, Guide to the Cosmos. Uh, it's in the Dublin Borgosh Energy Theater on Sunday, June 25th, and tickets are available from Ticketmaster. Chris Hatfield, thank you so much for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.